Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies or television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Jay Hugh. What's up? We're back again yeah. with another director showdown. This week, mm. taking the careers of middle-aged, fat, bearded guys, who, if they didn't speak, you probably wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Probably true. Uh, Peter Jackson and one Guillermo del Toro. They're they're like twenty years away from being George R. R. Martin. <laughs> I was so about to say they yeah. both yeah. look like they smell <laughs> not great, but better than George R. R. Martin. <laughs> they definitely need to increase their bad hat collection. <laughs> George R. R. Martin. He but, owns it, man. Yeah. Um, Joseph, why don't you hit us with some? So yeah, I thought we'd go back through, uh, do some do some comparison to their previous filmography, and uh, see if we can figure out. Which one is actually the better director? Uh, so we're going to start with Peter Jackson. Probably most famous for the Lord of the Rings. All of them. The millions mm-hmm. of them. Uh, he is a Kiwi. He is from New Zealand, which makes sense. I didn't actually know that about him, but it makes sense why all of the yep. Lord of the Rings movies are shot in New Zealand. And there, like, there are a lot of similarities we're going to come across, but Peter Jackson is famously very influenced by the 1933 King Kong, mm-hmm. which has impacted, made him want to be a, a movie maker. It, it formed his whole perspective on what movies should be and is important a later movie in this list. So yeah, he started out, with a lot of his early stuff is very different from his later stuff. He started out with a movie called uh, Bad Taste, which is a movie about aliens who come to Earth and want to turn people into food. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of, it's all of a lot of these are really goofy slapstick kind of things. Uh, there's a lot of makeup and prosthetics and stuff. Uh, I followed that up with a, kind of like a dark Muppet movie called Meet the Feebles, where they're like a traveling acting troupe of puppets and people in prosthetics. And apparently they're all just like, I don't know, it's, it's the dark version of the Muppets. He also did a, a, oh, what, what's, oh, there's a, there's a term for it, but it's like a, a crazy gore horror slapstick comedy called uh, Dead Alive, where it's just like gore exploding in people's faces all the time. Uh, if Zach were here, he would love to talk about this one because he likes this movie a lot. And then he followed that up with probably the only movie that people might have actually given him money to to make, Heavenly Creatures with Kate Winslet, which is a psychological drama. I mean, that movie was a uh, was at least a critical hit when it came out. Mm. It's, it's what put the dude on the map, but it seemed like kind of a bummer. And I start with all these just to kind of point out the variety, because he's, he's kind of done a lot of things that are a lot different from what you think you know Peter Jackson from. We followed that up with a movie called The Frighteners, which you've seen. I've seen The Frighteners. Uh, it had a really cool poster. It was a white background that was like lenticular, and you went to the side, and a skeleton come out. I don't really remember a lot about the resolution of the movie, but tell me if this premise doesn't sound like it would be the premise for some Netflix series like right fucking now. Um, Michael J. Fox is a guy who can communicate with dead people, and he does it to con people like he does it to you know like get information and get wasn't their money that a out. lost character too yes it was yeah and uh and then it turns out he's found out about some you know like real bad shit with dead people that's about to happen and he's got to try to stop it mm. and that I, does I, sound I remember real. having really good special effects for its time uh i i remember uh seeing it in a theater with about three other people so. <laughs> I mean, I like the premise. It sounds yeah, interesting. I like that. It has I, Michael J. Fox in it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it since it came out, but I, I kind of want to watch it again because I, I remember it being okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then he followed that up with Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. 
What so it, going through this list, I have seen none of these movies up to this point. Yep. It's amazing someone gave him That's, like yeah. half a billion dollars to make yep. Lord well, of the Rings. See, I, I, I think it makes sense because if you combine Heavenly Creatures and the Frighteners, it shows the skills that you need to make that. <laughs> Fair enough. And you, they probably got him on a fucking budget. Uh, <laughs> That's probably They true. did. They also got New Zealand on a fucking yeah. budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't that like ruin the New Zealand like film industry? Did it? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking yeah. about it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that 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 he ruined the entire country of film industry. <laughs> I'll look. Good. It up. <laughs> Fuck them. <I, laughs> just be Australia. <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring. I knew one New Zealand guy ever, and he was tedious. So I really meant just fuck that guy. <laughs> it's okay. I'm pretty sure we don't have any Kiwi listeners. Right. But if we do, yep. I just meant that one guy. I <laughs> think his name was Glenn. Flight of the Concords are great. <laughs> and if Glenn is listening, fuck off. <laughs> so yeah, Fellowship of the Ring. All-star cast. It is it is an all-star cast. But they weren't all-stars at the time. No. Who was the most famous person at the time? Probably Elijah Wood. Ian McKellen? Yeah. But Ian see, McKellen. Ian McKellen, he was big off. He had just done that. Uh, Gods and Monsters. Yeah, Gods and Monsters. But he wasn't like a household name like he was after it came out. I would say uh, Aerosmith's daughter. Liv Tyler. Yeah, yeah Liv Tyler. Tyler That's actually a fair point. Hugo Weaving. I mean, it's yeah. his post-Matrix. Oh, Matrix. What about Vigo? He was before Vigo's time? Vigo, Vigo had been around, but he wasn't like a big name. You know? But yeah, you know, Elijah Wood is, was a child actor. Yeah. He had been famous for a long yeah. time. Vigo has never really popped for, to like stardom. I don't think he wants to. I, I don't, don't think he wants to either. either. No, I think that's no, intentional no. for him. Uh, Sam. Sean, whatever. Aston? Sean, Sean Aston. Aston. Yeah, he, yeah. Is, he was Rudy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, okay, they were still pretty big people at the yeah. time. Uh, I love Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, it's my favorite. Of yeah, the it's, of the it's, it might be the best one. Yeah. I, I also like, I can't shit talk this movie. I, I, I dig this movie a lot. It's a fun movie. They're all good. I don't think it's the best one. I uh, know. I don't think it's yeah, the best one. Absolutely not. Me and you will get back to what the best <laughs> yeah. one is. Okay. The, the only, uh, the, for me, this is like, as a movie goes, it's the most complete movie. It has a beginning, it's, middle, and end. It's the only one that stands on its own. That's yeah. true. You don't have to watch the other two towers. You have to watch the first one and the third mm-hmm. one to really appreciate the third one has about nine endings in it yep. and if you watch the extended edition that's about 23 endings in <laughs> right, it. that's yeah. absolutely true uh so to me fellowship of the ring as of as a film is the most complete full film and uh, the minds of moria is up there with helms deep those are the two i best. mean there's there's just so many God. different sequences that are iconic to the series yeah. that happen in that first film yeah. you there's, shall not pass Fly, I mean, yeah, that's fly you fool. Yeah, every, <laughs> everything about the Mayans from getting into like the the, the again the kind of like fool of a duck. Yeah, yeah, the kind of the slapstick of the who is that Pippin or is that yeah no, it's Pip. Yeah, who, yeah. who knocks the thing over and, and the Balrog. Yeah, Sean Bean coming in and be like they have a cave troll. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got you got the the chase they, when they're getting chased by the uh, the Nazgul. Ring race, yeah. Ring race. Are you talking about when they cross the river? Yeah. The, the Nazgul yeah. are what they that, fly on. Oh, the ring race are the people. bit when Liv Tyler does the spiel yep. yeah, on the yeah. horses. Yeah, yeah, And she brings the water on them. Whew. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this. I've, wa- I've watched this yeah. in the last month, so it's kind of fresh in my and, mind. And you, you know, you've, you've, you've got the whole council thing. You've got the whole the battle with the, with Boromir. Where is that? I don't even know where that is. But the the battle with Boromir, where he yeah. goes and down. That's the end of it. That's yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah, when he, yeah fights the Urugal. Sean Bean looking at absolute coolest. Absolutely. Oh my and he was always a little weirder looking uh, younger, and he's always a little older looking older, but right in that spot, sexy man. No. Oh, yeah. Talking about if you want him, come and claim him. Yeah. Maybe the best yeah, line yeah. in the whole movie. No, but I would I would compel you to find me a cooler death scene than Boromir's death scene. Uh, absolutely. That's what I was... Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's probably my favorite scene in that movie. And it's just like... 
if for like a 30 minute character arc mm-hmm. for Boromir, he mm-hmm. goes from being the shittiest person in the movie to the best person in like 12 minutes yeah. and you buy it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, totally. It does a good job at like conveying the ring's powers. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I just think the, the action scenes are good, but like it's just, I don't think it's as good as the other two because like the scale is lower. You know what I mean? It's like the stakes aren't as big at this one. That's Which fair. is the first one, you know what I mean? But I, I'm a big Helm's Deep guy. And even so, I've watched him again recently. I, Gondor, that Gondor fight at the end in, in Return of the King mm-hmm. is better than I remember it. Like on the extended edition, at least. Like, it's actually my least favorite part of the movie, so I'm excited when we Because Vito, yeah. you know, it's a lot to it. But yeah, it's, I think that's why I think it's, pro- I mean, I love them all, but I think it's it's the smaller scale, but there's so much, it's so much building of the world. Too, yeah. You know and, what I mean? And that's one of the things that's almost hard to remember is that, I don't know, this is, when was the last big scale fantasy movie oh, prior to this? Yeah. yeah I can't remember. I, one. I can't think of one. Yeah, no. Uh, those wow. became not really a thing. Exactly. Maybe what was that? What was that movie with uh, uh, Sean Connery where he was the dragon? Oh yeah, Dragon Dragonheart. Heart. I just that watched a, that movie. That was recently. an abysmal failure. But I like that movie a lot. Who the fuck is the the lead it's, in that? Uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis yeah, Quaid. Yeah, it is Dennis yeah. Quaid. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I kind of like that. Worst movie. It's terrible. Of the word dragon. Yeah. It's terrible. But... Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, <laughs> So uh, one of the things that I think gets overlooked over time is is kind of creating this world successfully where people yeah. buy in and you're just like, oh, yeah, we're totally in a, in a magical medieval fantasy world and all these rules, like, it, it doesn't seem ridiculous once you're there. It's the pinnacle of fantasy. I mean, it is. Reading yeah. about how this guy works, and I hate talking about how people work, but reading how this guy works, he was the perfect guy for it because he's very into writing backstories for his yeah. characters mm-hmm. that never even make it to screen and stuff. So, of course, he was the guy that could put together all this geeky bullshit. and they made an insane amount of practical like costumes right, and yeah. all this kind of, like all of those armor were like handcrafted right, if yeah. i remember i think correctly. they reused a lot of it for the hobbit is what i've been i, I believe a lot it. Of it um it is a good actually one. that thing you talk about hurts the hobbit you that, think yeah, yeah no probably totally yeah. Chris, christopher lee is fantastic in this movie uh, big Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah. He's read it like he reads it like every yep. year or mm-hmm. did before he died. I'm, I'm confused. We can move right with. on. Well, we'll move on to the two towers. Yeah, yeah. Let's move to the two towers. He does them back to back to back. Yeah, because they, yeah. they were all filmed in a row. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's another thing that's they don't do anymore. They they filmed all three of these at the same time. Which, it's a it's yeah. a dangerous prospect. Yeah. Only he and James Cameron can get away with it anymore. Uh, two towers of, of the original three is my favorite one. It's uh, you know the it's the most Schmeagle time on screen and Schmeagle's the you know it is a lot the of most time. fun character. That's uh, actually fair that's a good call you know he has all the best lines we hates it you know filthy hobbits is all that shit i love uh, faramir and i believe this is where faramir is introduced yep. yeah yeah yep. yep. and helm's deep is probably the best no it's the it's scene. the best scene in the whole series yeah, yeah. for well, sure yeah when the when the elves roll up to helm's deep i get so pumped you know yeah. what I mean? oh you yeah no yeah you just know it's going fucking because down. at that moment like you know it, this is so dorky whatever but those char- for those characters are like they're knocking on death's door it's over but when the elves show up they're like we have a chance yep we can yep. do this the whole look at me for the light on the third day and there's so many great like the the sequence before the battle starts when they're in the rain and everybody's like locked and loaded yeah. and then it's just that one old guy in his bow but the, everything's that's going on he releases early and then Gimli's just like jumping up and down. i know yeah it's like such a great mix of like humor and like this tense battle sequence mm-hmm. about to happen and it, it does the right thing for a sequel, which is the guys that you put together in the first one, split them mm-hmm. apart, yep. Yep. make them bounce off different things. It's a 
both of these movies kind of end on a darker note. Yeah, yeah. But I would, it is like Empire Strikes Back to me in that the whole movie is darker. Right, than, right, right. Than the first one. Because everything is, though, like you talk about, everyone's just split up. Right. They, the characters don't know where Frodo is. Merry and Pippin get taken. Yep. Like I like the ends. Like, that's that's probably one of the biggest parts of number two that I like. Yeah. You know, and, and at least, I think they end, too, with them beating... Sauron. Yeah. Sauron. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they win one of the wars, but... Yeah, I think the end, like, the CGI was so ahead of its time. It yeah. was. You oh, it's so I mean? good. Like, no, no, that, because that was also coming into it. This is the first time that we really used that mocap to have, like, a live action or a uh, a live capture animated character yeah. as a main character in the in the movie to great effect. And, you know, this is also one of where one of the great actors of our time became a thing, Andy Serkis, yep. you know, who basically invented a genre of acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he doesn't get enough credit for that, yeah. too. No, he does not. Yeah. Um, so you're right. Smeagol's probably the best character in number two. Yeah. I've never thought about it like I that. I fucking oh, love Smeagol. Oh, man. The, right. the, the, the scene where with the fish in the, yeah. in the fountain's yeah. phenomenal. The first scene where he's like talking to himself at different okay. angles. Oh, oh, God. I, you're right. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I, I also love when Gandalf returns. Like, I, uh, dorky me gets pumped yeah, that, up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and he returns as the white wizard. Now he's the white wizard. Like, he's even cooler. Well, the, the the Balrog fight scene, like, open the movie, there you actually, you know, he's like, yeah. they were falling, and then we weren't. And, you're like, all of a sudden, you're on top of the mountain, and I don't know how those physics work, but I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> he uses the eagle. That's to escape Sauron. That's in Fellowship. He, okay. He talks to the moth, and the moth gets the great eagle. And I've read Lord of the Rings, like, 13 times. All right on. Yeah. I freaking well, love Well, actually, well, since, since you're a reader, how did... Yeah, that's one, a good point. Well, one of, one of one of the things that I understand is that the, the books are fairly dense. They are. And I, and I feel like the movie does a really good job of using the mythos and, like, the backstory and the history of the world that's important. But it also like not it doesn't like obscure the story. It uh it definitely trims the fat well. Uh, there are parts that it does it that are like it. So it does two things I think to manage that problem. It cuts a lot of things that aren't important. Fellowship really suffers for this. There's a lot that the four hobbits do before they meet up with Aragorn that gets cut completely out of the movie okay. before they get to the end of the prancing pony. Yeah, and uh, there is in. There are things that happen in the last hour or so of Two Towers and the first hour of Return of the King, specifically with Frodo and Sam, that are in the wrong order. Mm. Oh. But it it happens to make it more linear for the films, and I think those are really good decisions. Like the whole encounter with Shirog, the that's all Two Towers. That's all you know, uh, Smeagol's betrayal, all, right. all that stuff. That's all Two Towers for Frodo and Sam. But they're basically minor characters, really, in Two Towers. It's really about Aragorn mm-hmm. and, and Gimli. And, and So I, it does a great job of finding the right balance of mm. what needs to be kept and what Well, doesn't. I think it's it was good for a film to wait to the next movie to do the heel turn on Schmeagel. Yeah. You know? It, uh, because you, know, you really just introduce him in right, Two Towers. Right, It gives you, particularly since, you know... In this situation, you're not starting with the yep. Hobbit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, uh, the main thing I remember being different is that Helm's Deep isn't really a thing in the books. Yeah. It's like a very small part, which they extended to be like a huge fucking mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so I'm guessing the, the bit where it's the one orc running with the torch is not in the book. So the whole thing... Because that's the coolest other fucking <laughs> yeah. bit from that, that sequence. Everything about the Urukai in the movies yeah. is like severely over-exaggerated than it is in the books. I like it. I yeah. like those decisions. Yeah. This uh, is the one where they introduce the Nagul, you know? Which the, is, well, the, you get the Nazgul in the first one, but you really have yeah, as the like... I think they're... Is the Nazgul in the first one? Well, I thought they're, they're riding they're, horses in the first one. They are, but the, the Nazgul are like... That, that's a tough thing. 
Is it just exclusively the dragon things they ride, or is it the actual name of the nine? They kind of are used interchangeably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, so we want to move on to the uh, Return of the King, which is the third of the uh, the series, which is the one that it kind of received awards on behalf of the other the two. entire franchise. Yeah. And maybe just received awards on behalf of, man, we're going to have to give a genre film one of these fucking things one day. Yeah. You know. Well, the other two had been nominated, right? right. Every year. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Ian McKellen had got nominated every year, and friggin' the movie has always got nominated for Best Picture and never won. I don't... Ian, you said I, you I love Return that, yeah, of the King. I, I watched him again recently... And, I'm going to be a little different. I may say two, but I'm going to say this is my favorite one. It's got a lot of cool action scenes with uh, Frodo and the and the giant spider. It's definitely the most action. Yeah. yeah um, I love, they they introduced the witch king of Angor, who's like mm-hmm. the mo- like the head of the armies. Mm. And like, I love, what's the girl's name that, like that whole scene. I'm not Arwen. a man. The I am Arwen. no man. Yeah, like oh, I that's love a great scene. all of that. You know, Erwin? I think it is Erwin. Um, I love the, like, you know, I love how, Aragon goes and gets the you know the That's deserters. A great scene. That's my you know what I mean? And, scene in the whole movie. and like in the what extend- say you? Yeah, in the extendition, like they bring in the pirates a lot more because mm. in the normal one they just hop off the boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I I really like Gondor more than the I remember from it. the West or whatever, and they take the boats. You don't see that in the mo- in the regular cut. In the extended edition, they do it. Yeah, yeah. there's more to it. And mm-hmm. then like the elephants that the people are riding, like mm-hmm. it just he just yeah. threw everything in there. Yeah. <laughs> it gets crazy. Yeah, it really They're does. elephants. <laughs> They're like woolly mammoths. Yeah. And uh, what's Orlando Bloom's character? Legolas. Legolas. That's my favorite scene where he, he slides down. down. Yeah, surfs yeah. down the that trunk. That just references <laughs> the two towers one when he surfs down yeah. the stairs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But which I don't was know. practical, where the one in the elephant one is not practical. I'm a very instant gratification kind of person. This no. is all payoff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, this yeah. is this movie is yeah. all payoff. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why I think I like it. Yeah. I just hate how many endings there are. Yes. I just I hate I hate that like you could end the movie when everyone bows to Frodo. Yes. And he's that's like, where you, know, you should end. You it. don't bow to no one, and everyone bows. Perfect ending. And then in the extended edition, you like go back to the Shire, yep. and he like says goodbye to Bilbo everyone. goes on like a boat out yeah, of the world. They, yeah, they go to the land of the elves or whatever. I would say if I was going to really... You could cut it right when they get, they get the eagles pick them up. You know what I mean? If you really wanted to make it short. I think the Gondor the goodbye is where you end the movie. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's... Like I said, it's straight action, that whole movie. Non-stop, wire to wire. Pippin sings in this movie. Oh, yeah. And he's pretty good. Oh, well, yeah. I the, see that. That's kind of one of the. That's the weakest part of the movie. Completely disagree. Oh, no. I think that the crazy father. Burnt. I love that guy. I was about to say that's the underrated part of that movie. I love that performance because he's so hateable. When he's chewing you hate. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> I love that scene with with Pippin singing over it. I think that's a phenomenal scene. Yeah. See, to me, he's like coming across as like he's been poisoned by the ring. Yeah. But he, he never had the ring. No, I don't know. He's, no just, he's poisoned by power. Like the problem. Yeah, he doesn't want guy. Aragon to come back and yeah, take his place. Yeah. I get that, but he's teaching his son like a prick, and I didn't get where that was coming from. Because Boromir was his real son. Yeah, I know. He loved Boromir. Faramir's a piece of Boromir shit. Boromir had a much better jawline. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's who you want your grandkids from. You're right. I think the worst. You're right. All Gondor the endings, calls for aid. All the Gondor endings calls for aid. are so bad. That's the worst part of it. Yeah, look, it's just there's just too many. Yeah. Each one on their own is probably fine, but it almost know. gets like joking, like he he was in on it. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'm just gonna put another one in. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna drive yeah. people crazy. Writers of Rohan are badass. Yep. Carl uh, Urban, right? Carl Urban. Yeah. 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 God, there's so many famous people. Yeah, there are. Movies. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. Yep. Great films. I never understood why the King of Rohan's hair is green. Does anyone else notice that when they rewatch when he's it? Sick. Nope. When he all the time. Just, just go back and rewatch no, it. I not. swear to God, it's green. Remember. I'm pretty sure he changes colors when Gandalf yeah. heals him. He does. Fucking watch it. Just 
Take my word for <laughs> it. Maybe Middle Earth had a hot topic. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, One thing I always confuse about Lord of the Rings, maybe you read the books, Kate Blanchett's character, yeah. how come she doesn't hang out with the other elves? Well, there are different, there are different groupings of elves. Okay. So like Elrond, they're they're really in the movies. You get three ones. You get like the Wood Elves, where like Legolas is from. That's like, and they're in the Hobbit more. Those are in the Hobbit. Yep. yep. You get whatever the stupid like Forest Kingdom or whatever. The one who help out in Helm's Deep. Yeah, those and are, then Kate Blanchett's. Yeah. So yeah. well, the uh, Elrond is the other one. So they're like three different kingdoms, and they all have. Do they get along and stuff in, and, in the books? Yeah, they get they get along fine. I mean, they're not like yeah. Again, didn't... they're like separate entities. Elves are pretty fucks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That was one thing I always wondered. So yeah, I mean, we're going to move on, but def- definitely Lord of the Rings is, is I mean... It, I mean, we it, could do a whole episode on Lord of the Rings. We spent like 20 yeah. minutes we, it, we sort of have. <laughs> well, yeah. it, it defines Peter Jackson's career, you know, it, why we talk about Peter Jackson right. now, and it's still kind of like the, the main guiding point of, of all of his work. Um, Nothing he's done since has even come close to that. No. Uh, so we'll power but, through those quickly. But that yeah. said, he followed that up with King Kong in 2005, which is genuinely almost a shot-for-shot remake of the 1933 version that he really, really loves, but with phenomenal CGI. I think this movie's underrated. I agree. I, I like this movie. It is three hours long, but it is a good three hours. I will say I, the boat bit goes on yeah. for a little longer than I'd like it to. You could have just cut out half of the boat bit, and it would have been a good movie. But if, if you're going to try and tell me that King Kong fighting two T-Rexes is not the coolest fucking scene you've it ever seen... jams the jaw. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're lying to yeah, me. That part's pretty cool. It's yeah. so cool. I, uh, you know, I, this, this movie's okay. My King Kong is the late 70s King Kong with the dude... That's my yeah. King Kong, but fair uh, enough. But uh, but yeah, this is this is a fun movie, and definitely because of exactly that scene. Yep. Like, you know, <laughs> the other two hour, uh, three hours of that movie is who cares? You've yeah. got that scene. I'm on board. Well, I would say it's just disjointed. Like the first hour in the boat's like one thing, mm-hmm. then they're on the island for an hour, and it's like. Jurassic Park, you know what I mean? And then the third hour is completely different when yeah. I get back to No, New for York. sure. Skull Island is the coolest bit. Yeah. And all the good things that you remember yeah. from that movie happened there. <laughs> yeah, my, my weak part of this movie, Adrian Brody. Yeah, for sure. I will <laughs> never buy Adrian Brody. I just can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Why do they keep trying to make him an action star? I don't star? think they do anymore. Predator, <laughs> predators <laughs> predators might have been the last <laughs> this attempt. Was around predator. This no, is Predator around is good, but he's fine, thing. but he's not good at it. But no. just, just just imagine if they had gotten a real action person That's for that true. movie. That's true. would have been a hit. Him um, in this movie is the exact same as Tom Hiddleston in the new No, that, that's, that's, that's a great a point. point. Yeah. Yeah. That is 100%. They're even dressed the same. Yep. Um, Jack Black's not good in it, really. I actually I like Jack Black. I really like Jack Black in this movie. The only ones I like Andy. Andy Serkis is great. Andy Serkis is fun. And I think Naomi Watts does a pretty good job. Mm. He's also King Kong. He's also King Kong, which I think he does a phenomenal job because I I had feelings about this movie when King Kong was going. So, I mean, I don't know. This one had, like, the level of facial expression on a gorilla, on a fake gigantic gorilla was incredible. Who else is in that movie? Anyone else that I'm missing? Australian lady. That's That's all the main characters, all right? That's all I remember. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's. I would say it's fine. I would say it, it is worse than Transformers. Oh, disagree. I'm I mean, saying it's better than I'm Transformers. Better than Transformers. <laughs> if you have three hours. Of the four of them we've I've seen so far, all four have been better than Transformers. The first three, definitely. This one, I would yeah. I would disagree and go no. Yeah. Um, and followed that up with it's it's an adaptation of a book, but it's kind of an odd choice comparatively. To, I guess Lord of the Rings is also an adaptation of a book, if you want to be technical about it. Uh, the Lovely Bones. 
which is what exactly is it, Christian? Uh, it is a murder mystery, sort of. Uh, the Love of is based on a book about a girl who gets kidnapped, raped, and murdered by her next door neighbor who builds dollhouses. That should have been your first indicator. <laughs> uh, he has like a hole in the, his backyard, and he's like, "Come check this out! I built this." <laughs> oh my gosh. She dies. Uh, Stanley Tucci plays the murderer in it. Uh, she dies. She goes to heaven. She meets other victims of his crimes. And she basically watches as her family obsesses over and tries to figure out who the killer is. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is in this movie. Cher Ronan is in this movie. I have read the book. The, the movie is pretty good. And I think, I think if I remember correctly, the movie got some like award love. The book is awful, but not that it's terrible writing. The movie like kind of like glances over the harder subjects. Right. The book goes deep, <laughs> uh, for a lack of a better phrase. It just is like, it's the first chapter is when all the crap happens, and it's very, like, literal. And so I've read the book and seen the movie. I don't love either. It's a hard subject. Do, do, I, my, I would just I, look. So my question was, is this his first R-rated movie he's done, you know, since Lord of the Rings, but it's PG-13. Do you think he toned it down, like, as far as the movie? It definitely is more toned down than the book. To make it the, the book is hard. But that was probably intentional, because who yeah. the fuck are you marketing this to if you make it R? Well, you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I figured this was him trying to get back to his, what was the Kate Winslet movie, Heavenly Creatures. Yep. This is him trying to get back to those roots, and much like that, I looked at this movie and goes, seems like kind of a bummer. I think I'll pass. Yeah. It's, mm. I have not seen Heavenly Creatures, mm. but I remember that comparison being made oh, right on when the movie came out. Um, I saw it because I had read the book. Right on. The only thing, I, I know a story about this one, that Peter Jackson originally cast Ryan Gosling in this role. Ryan Gosling apparently showed up like 60 pounds overweight because he pictured the main character being like a fat dad. And Peter Jackson disagreed and fired him. And Mark Wahlberg got this role like two days before shooting. Mark Wahlberg is not bad in this. Yeah. This, this movie is not bad in general. It's just like it's a heavy subject. And again, I, maybe I'm tainted because I read the book, so it doesn't really hold up as well to me as the book does. But Fair enough. What do you think, better or worse than Transformers? It's a, it's definitely better than Transformers, but I would rather watch Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> And then we're, we're going to blow through these. We're going to follow that up with it. One of the reasons we picked this subject is the Hobbit movies, which was supposed to be one movie originally, and then it was supposed to be two movies, both directed by Guillermo del Toro, who's going to take over the mantle from Peter Jackson. And then he dropped out, as he does with most things. And then Peter Jackson came back and turned it into three movies. Yes. Did we need three? Did we even need one, maybe? But it's I fine. think we needed one. I yeah. Think, yeah, I think, I think we... Did Topher Grace do that cut yet where he was going to do? Well, he, he made it for himself, but he hasn't shared it with anyone. He needs to share he it. He does. I want a cut I bet of this better. movie that's just the book. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the shit that's just the book, the battle you know, battle of the riddles, the confrontation with Smog, that shit's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. It's all the extra shit he's added. That's yeah. like, he went way guy? too far yeah. into what you were talking about yeah. and coming up with the extra and stuff. And My hot take, I've said this on the podcast before, Desolation of Smog is the best of the six movies individually. I still say that. But I agree with Ian. And on it this. has no, the, the best. He said the best scene. of the six movies. I am saying yeah. the best of the you six are movies. Fucking crazy. 100%. I enjoy watching has it the most. The Smog action scenes with Thorin running through the mine and they're doing the goal. Like that is the best action it, scene. Here's the out thing, of any of my. Here's say. the one thing the I Hobbit that has scene. that the Lord of the Rings does not. Singing likable lead. Yep. Elijah Wood is kind of off putting. Yeah. I don't uh, think he's he's not supposed to be. Yeah, Frodo, like but, you're watching him be corrupted by the ring as the movie goes. But I mean, just as a 
person, Elijah Wood is kind of off-putting. I mean, I like Martin Freeman more than Elijah Wood. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you there. He's got and, more of the Hobbit charm. Yeah. Oh, he's... I mean, people have been trying to cast that guy as Bilbo Baggins since yeah. The Office UK first came out. Right. Like, he was the perfect choice. When he made Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it's because he's freaking Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> yeah. Here's why I can't be okay with Desolation of Smog as the answer to being the best of the six movies. And it goes with what you're talking about. Freaking dwarf elf love with a made-up elf character that is Kate from Lost. Oh, yep. That part All is of that is awful. I yeah. think if you, I definitely think these movies would be 100% better as if you cut Legolas and, uh, and adding Kate Legolas out. into these movies. Legolas yeah. does not need to, just because his dad is in there. Right. Does not need to cut, be he's in there. Cut those two characters out. Every scene that has anything to do with them, and these movies are like. 70 percent better i will say a, a big problem a lot of these movies had and i think it struggles coming after Lord of the rings is if you read the hobbit the hobbit is a kid's book like right. the singing dwarf part and all that right. that is straight out of the book right. so it's much more lighthearted. it's has a much smaller yep. scale right. and so when people saw it after watching Lord of the rings it's way too happy and goofy and zany right. and that's true to the hobbit but the problem is when he strays away, for me is when he strays away from that and when he tries a little too hard to Connect it in with the, the Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings. Because yeah. he makes shit that wasn't already there. He makes it seem like Lord of the Rings is happening tomorrow at the right. end of that movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't. Well, yeah, it's 50 years. Uh, it, but though he added that, a whole section with Cape Blanchett, Ian McKellen, and Rohan guy where they go to Dugaldor, which is like, and they're fighting Sar, you know, the, the, the necromancer. Yeah, who's yeah. Sar, you know, who's Sauron, like the one, you know, the yeah. evil guy. And it's like, it's, it's, he doesn't fit properly. That's saying why I agree with Ian is for because you're wrong is weirdly a, an opposite reason of how Ian's brain works. <laughs> for me, the most important viewing of any movie is the first time you watch it. However, you feel that first time is usually the correct feeling. Then Ian would love every movie. I know yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's Ian, that's Ian, very true. That's my, I think Ian does actually love every movie. He just ruins them for himself. <laughs> but this one, I just had the most fun watching it while I was watching yeah. it. It's Probably the most action-packed of movies that are wall-to-wall action-packed. And the battle with Schmog is great. Its biggest flaw to me is that they should have just ended Schmog in yep. this. They shouldn't, so, oh yeah. they shouldn't have carried on to like the first seven minutes of the next movie. It's also, very anticlimactic. Yeah. I, will, I will say, up until Beauty and the Beast, I was anti-Luke Evans. Yeah. So his guest on is perfect. Yeah. However, he's not good in this role in this movie. He's fine. Uh, I like Lake Town. I'm I found that. I did always think was, I mean, this is my always my thing is Luke Evans to me for a long time was discount Orlando Bloom when Orlando Bloom was still <laughs> right. riding high. Yeah. Right. No, they um, look very similar. And so and so this movie was the first time they've been in a movie together and, and it was just weird because it's like it's discount Orlando Bloom right. and Orlando Bloom yeah. in the same movie. Yeah. He's no longer discount Orlando Bloom. He's right. Is They've it, got full price and Orlando. I know that's what I'm saying. The, um, the only thing I like is you guys remember the river point, scene. Luke Evans has. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. um, the river scene is the only other part that I want to mention on too. It's which is so good. So is good. that the second one? Yes, it yes. is. They, they, they escape the in the wood elves. Yeah. like a slow yeah, motion scene. So yeah, anything entertaining happens in the second one. Yep. I will say the second one also breaks Lord of the Rings because it's also the first one that shows us that there are black people on Middle Earth. There's a some black extras right. in the river town. Right. And I'm just like, where have they been? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yep. The first one, the only thing I remember is they sing a song that I liked. Right. All the all the the dwarfs. Uh-huh. Yeah. But other than that, it's very forgettable. What do you remember about the third one? <sighs> that it starts with smog, which is the stupidest yep, decision. Right. And then that whole battle scene with the white—it's just not good. The fifth—that's the worst one. Yeah. He just that's took, the worst. He 
I, I feel like the Book of the Hobbit probably does have a problem with the Battle of the Five Armies that it just feels kind of unexpected and it just kind of happens. And right. so he, he sprinkles in these things through the first two. But it's just not necessary. Yeah. He also knew he was never going to get to make... What's the uh, what's the book that's all the backstory? The Silmarillion. That's why all that crap happens with Gandalf. Yeah. He knew he was never going to make that movie, so he's like, I want to include this shit. Yep. Well, just I, make The Hobbit. I, you know... I also think that my least favorite part of the third one is where they try to top that Legolas scene they've already topped, where he's running across the ice that's breaking yeah. upwards. Yep. Like, yep. you know, yep. I, I I usually do not care about realism in movies. I don't give a shit, but I mean, physics do not work like that. <laughs> yep. Also, I like Thorin, and like in the third one, he's poisoned by the heart of the mountain. And I hate like, him he, so much in that movie. He's an asshole that yeah. whole movie. He's kind of an asshole in the other ones, but yes, it's like intensified. Yep. Yeah. The second one, he's a good guy. Sort of. So yeah, Peter Jackson. That's it. He yep. hasn't made anything. Is that everything we've done with? He, he what is, is he doing now? He's made, He just re- released a uh, movie. World it's all World War One footage yeah. that's recolored. Oh, it's about the uh, Beatles documentary, too, I believe. Uh, all right, they on, shall yeah. not grow old. But yeah, we no, have to go through GDT faster. We, we <laughs> no, we're we're going to have to go a lot yeah. faster. But yeah, it's mostly Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There's some <laughs> other stuff in there. Uh, but yeah, Guillermo del Toro. One of the things that I thought was interesting about both of them is they both come from from places that aren't particularly known for their filmmakers or weren't when they started. Uh, Peter Jackson, like I said, is from New Zealand. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is rec- from Mexico. He is good friends with the other two of the three amigos, uh, Inaratu and uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Do they, really? They're really? all friends? I didn't yeah. Know. yeah, they're all they're all like really good buddies. Um, yeah, I knew that he saw Roma earlier. That he saw a cut from Roma. Yeah. All, also similar to Peter Jackson, he was very much inspired by uh, the original creature from the Black Lagoon, which you will you notice. Don't yeah, say. In I'm several not of his, by that, of even his movies. Slightly. Um, so he's got a much more kind of, I would say, narrow range of, of, of movies coming into when he, he got famous. Uh, he started out with, with three Spanish horror, horror drama movies, uh, Kronos, Mimic, and The Devil's Backbone, which... Mimic, Mimic's not a Spanish thing, is it? Is it not? I no, they, it no, it's a, it's a 90s movie was like Mira Savino. Okay. It's pretty good. I think he disowns it because the studio fucked with it a lot, but I mean, it... You know, it's about big cockroaches that kill cockroaches or some shit. I, I, I remember I didn't like, I mean, I remember I liked it, but I didn't like, I felt like there was bugs crawling on me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I think that's the intent. And it was, it, it, it was right at the height of when Mira Sorvino was like an it girl and stuff. So yeah. I, I liked it. So I'm not really sure what got him the job for uh, Blade 2, but he followed that up with Blade 2. Wasn't Devil's Backbone before? Yeah, Blade it was. Two? That's what got him the job. Have he, you seen Devil's I've Backbone? I've not seen Devil's okay. Backbone, but I remember it being a big deal. Okay. Blade 2, which is literally one of the earliest comic book movies that's reflective of how they are now. I think, you know what I mean? It's yeah. got like, it's much more comic. You got the vampire, like, you know, bounty hunters kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think it's much, the first one's lighter in the comic book tone. It's more of like Blades of Vampire. It, you know? It's like, it's like uh, Matrix Vampires. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, you know, it's, it's a perfectly okay movie, but it's remembered a lot better than it is. Blade 2 is actually a good fucking movie. Yeah, I like Blade 2. Yeah. It's fun. Seems. I actually don't go back and watch Blade 1. I consider that to be the first one. The yeah. only Blade. Yeah, right. the, the, other, the other two are awful. That, so. The yeah. other two are awful. But uh, if, if there's something Guillermo is known for, it's kind of his his monsters in movies. He's, yep. he's very much into these creepy... He has a style. He has a style, but it, it, it's these. It's kind of like this physical, deformed monster thing. It seems to be a theme in they a lot of They all look like the creature Do you know what from I Black just Lagoon? realized? What's that? I totally credited Peter Jackson something that's Guillermo's thing. Okay, well, we'll the get back- to it. 
fact, the backstory thing is Guillermo's tang. Uh, I just mix these two fat guys up even further. Oh, I think that, that happens. I bet you that happens a lot. Yeah, that, <laughs> um, the, the extensive backstory thing is Guillermo del Toro's uh, thing. But yeah, no, Blade Two is definitely the best Blade. It's got one super terrible CGI fight sequence, but otherwise. I'm on board. I love I love the vampire vamp like right. the vampire of vampires. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ron Perlman's great in that movie. Yeah, oh yeah, Ron Perlman is. And fucking uh, what's his name from The Walking Dead's in it? Ooh. Rick Grimes? No, um, Norman Reedus. Oh right, because oh, yeah. yeah, he's, right. he's the apprentice who's like the Judas of the group. Yeah, yeah that's when he stopped bathing. Is right around that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he's already got his greasy hair. Yeah. Why does that guy have greasy hair all the I, he time? Just lo- I, I think he gets cast he, for it now. He's got a type. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange. Um, but he followed up with probably one of the things he's most known for: Hellboy, the original Hellboy, which I think is the better Hellboy personally. I I love the original Hellboy. I'm a big fan of Hellboy the character. Uh, this is like the first movie that was a big hit that the creator of the comic still had a say in how the movie uh-huh. turned out. Like Dave Stevens had a big stay in the Rocketeer, but it was not a hit. Uh, and I love how this movie turns out. I think it's a pretty good reflection of both the director and the original uh, original comic. I can't say enough good things. About the, it. uh, the, it's the, fun. The it's costumes fun. are phenomenal. Yep. The, both Ron Perlman is a great Hellboy. Mm. Uh, what's his face? Is I mean, he's a good age sapien. Doug Jones. Doug, Doug Jones. Jones. The the suit is incredible. Uh, just just the the world is really cool. You know, there, there's so much in like the settings, and it just all looks old and ancient and magical vaguely. Um, Yet in a modern city. Yeah, it's yep. very, it's very, very cool. Rasputin's the villain in this one, which yep. is kind of a, a fun nod. And then you get the whole crazy Cthulhu ending thing with the moon and whatever. Right. Yeah, it, they basically just closed off the whole comic. They book, did the whole yeah. Hellboy comic book like overarching thing in one movie. And uh, John Hurt also is is really cool. Oh, yes, that's as, right. Yeah, is Professor Broom. I the, I've the better Hurt. Movie. Yeah, the better Hurt. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God rest his soul. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he followed that up with arguably his, his most critically acclaimed film, despite the fact that one of the other ones here won Best Picture, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, which it's, is... It's better than the one he won It Best is Picture better for. than that. It, I, go ahead. Funny story, I'd never watched it till last night. Oh, really? It's Are you serious? Of, yeah, it's, it's, one of, it's one of Sarah's like movies. It's one of her top movies, yeah. and I, I'd never watched it for uh, whatever reason, but I, it's fucking I great. I still haven't, so... Well, no, it's, well, it's worth watching. Well, hey, yeah. since you just watched it, tell us what you... To give us a little bit more uh, background on it. What's it about? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's funny. It probably should have been on our last episode with mismarketed movies. Sure. Because a lot of people thought it was just like a little girl fantasy movie. Yeah. Because a lot of the ad marketing didn't really play up the fact that it's a really fucking violent war movie. Yeah, because yes. someone who doesn't seen it, I thought it was Narnia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah no. <laughs> no, it's, it's a war movie. Th- though, to it's, be fair, I feel like that is kind of what, like, I don't know, that's kind of what he wants you to think it is. It's yeah. like Narnia meets the worst of real life. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so... It's well, uh, one part of it's so of dark of and gory, and the other part of it is, you know, like this fantasy thing. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it has that old Chekhov quote: "If you introduce a small apron knife in the first act, you've got to do something fucking horrible with it in the third <laughs> act." So, uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's a great fucking movie. It's I, a great movie. It Doug is. Jones again. Doug Jones awesome. Does dual, dual roles in this. He's the fawn, and he's. Uh, you know, if if you know one of uh, Guillermo's uh, fucking creatures. creatures, it's the eyeball hand guy, and yeah. he's that guy too. Yeah, the the again the not only just the creatures, but all the settings that they're in always they just feel his real and not like they they feel real but otherworldly. His commitment to practical effects is definitely 
uh, inspiring. I wish more people did it. Definitely. And Doug Jones is like his De Niro to Scorsese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is. He's in everything. Yeah, which is weird because you'll never see his actual. And face. he never talks. Yeah, he's and like he's, well, well, he's like his Andy Circus. I listened to an interview <laughs> with him uh, with him recently, and he just wants to do Hallmark movies. <laughs> Like he really likes Hallmark movies, but he gets cast in these all the time because he's really tall and really lanky. Thin. Yeah. It, it's always funny to me that you never hear Doug Jones's voice. Like there's always no. someone else who like yeah. reads the lines. Like but, it's Frazier's brother, right? Yeah, <laughs> Abe Sapien. I mean, it's fair. It's a good yeah. voice. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so that followed up with another Abe Sapien movie, Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Which I don't really know where the is this an invented this story? One is all Guillermo. Okay. This is just Guillermo put. Hellboy into one of his world because it it looks like almost an extension of the Pan Labyrinth thing, it does. except for not yeah horrible. You know, uh, and uh, I like this one a lot. I really wish they would have got to do a third one because I feel like I know where the third one was going, and it mm. probably would have been cool. But um, but uh, it's hard for me to say which one of the two is my favorite because I love both. Yeah, so you guys, what's remembered better? Is there one one or the, the first other? first one is well, what I was gonna say. Tag along what he said. Mm. I really like this movie. I think it gets a bad rap because people love the first one right. so much. Okay. That they, they were talking about the first one so great that it feels like it kind of disrespect the second one. But I think the second one is a worthy sequel. Uh, it has characters I like. I think the bad guy is cool. Yeah. Yeah, the bad guy is very cool. Elves are evil. He's a bad guy that you can kind of get on board with his yeah. shtick. Here, here's what went people wrong with bad. that movie. A month and a half before it, Iron Man, two weeks before it, The Hulk, the week after The Dark Knight. Yeah. Where was the room for this movie? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Yep. The, the robot gold robe army guys. Yeah, cool they, they totally look cool. They still look cool. I watched it again yeah. recently. I just don't, uh, my problem with it, I just don't think the story structure is tight enough. I just don't feel like there's enough of like a, you know, beginning, middle, end, the normal arcs and stuff. I don't love when they fight the giant plant monster. Yeah. That part is kind of strange. Um, but they lost the dweeby government kid from the first one. Yes. Which is a big plus because yeah. he was the worst part of the first right. Hellboy. The guy has does cool stuff with the bow staff. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All over the place. He's been practicing <laughs> that for his whole life. Yeah. He finally got the role of his dreams. I know. I followed that up with Crimson Peak, which made an appearance on our podcast last week Fucking of mismarketed it. movies. Yeah, yep, yeah. This one—it's it's a really good-looking movie visually. It's fun to look at. It's boring as fuck. Very forgettable. Yeah, yeah we already talked Awful. about it. very yeah. forgettable. Not listen, bad, but forgettable. Listen, listen to our mismarketed movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like to hear us talk more about Crimson Peak. And uh, his most recent one, which won the Best Picture Oscar, uh, Shape of Water from we last year. We skipped one. Which one? Pacific Rim. Holy shit, oh, I did shit, skip yeah, Pacific Rim. That's like the, the, that's like the only day. Del Toro one I've seen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're right. I skipped Pacific Rim. Which is mind-boggling to me. You love it so much because you shit-talk anime all day. I know. And that's like the most live-action anime. It is. I know. See what? Now, if I was... But see, getting, now, he likes the shallow-in anime. I bet you like, like... Voltron and Robotech. And I've never seen that. Really? Definitely what it's inspired so If I was going to watch an anime like Pacific Rim, what's the closest thing? What he just Voltron, said. Voltron, Voltron, yeah. Robotech. Yeah. Okay. Gundam I'll, I'll give it a shot. Like, I honestly, I just get turned off the cartoons. I don't even give them a chance. I, you know, uh, you know, it's funny. We've referenced it a million times on this thing, but I don't think we've made it very clear in continuity that the reason we all know each other is we all had a job together. Yep. yep. <laughs> and uh, and so we all this this movie came out when we were all working. Yeah, at we the were same all time. working. At the same time. And when I couldn't find one of you motherfuckers, that's where you were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, particularly Ian. Literally yeah. every single night, if we if we got the paperwork done before the last movie was out, we'd go watch Pacific Rim yep. until it yep. was over. Because yeah. this is when I was like closing a lot with like Nips and Regina and you know you yep. and like. 
we watched this movie up. Oh, I can remember lots. I could quote this movie like word for word while yeah. I was watching it at one point. And I don't want to <laughs> act like I was a good employee or anything, but for whatever reason, I would never watch movies on the clock, you know, during like business hours. And I remember one night you and Regina were like, no, nah, man, we'll take care of everything. You just go watch that movie. And that was like the first and only movie I ever watched during like a prime set on the clock. Actually, I did one more, but we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, and it, it's a fun movie. I love it. It's but, a blast. It's but super rewatchable. I love it as much as Ian. Yeah, it's it's such his attempt at a big blockbuster summer action, you know what yep. I mean? And it's it's definitely live action anime. That's like the best way you could describe Just it. Just imagine if they had a better actor than Charlie Hunnam in the yeah. lead. God, it would have been better. It, it could have it been the best Why picture winner. Why was Elba the main character <laughs> of this movie? Here's, oh, God, Idrisel was so good in this movie. Here's my best explanation of Ian's relationship with this movie. At one point, I, he was talking about watching it like every fucking day on Blu-ray. And I was like, yeah, I never got that on Blu-ray. I probably should. And he was like, oh, I'll just give you one of my copies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had like 10 of them. Yeah, yeah. Because I worked at a, you know, an area where I could buy them for a dollar. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that movie's like, there's it's so cheesy, but mm. it's like the best cheese. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and <coughs> if you guys, the one thing I would recommend out of that movie is... You, we already talked about it once. Eat or sell the speech. Yeah, you just Google Pacific Rim. Eat or sell the speech. It's amazing. That movie is <laughs> at, at like about at about. 65, 70 at that point, and then you get to that, and it's on fucking ninety. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's on. It's no, actually it's on one. Hold on, no, the best act, the sword. Oh yeah, the, the sword, sword is like yeah, oh the my. sword does come before that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The sword's the fucking. The sword shit. is so cool. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's giant robots versus giant monsters. It's definitely That's what it it's is. It's definitely the <laughs> furthest thing from any of the other things on That's this very list. That's true. Yeah. It's 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 not serious in any respect. It's just goofy, big budget action, heavy CGI. It's, it's never horrifying. Yeah. No. My my only complaint about that movie is all the action scenes take place in the rain at night. So like I wish oh, they would say it's gorgeous. Yeah, I wish like, they I mean I wish they would have done a little like one daytime. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they it gets, do that in the second. But it's awful. And it's <laughs> yeah. terrible. I, I mean I think it was practical. I think it was, you know, the budget we have for CGI, it's gonna look better if it's obscured. Yeah. yeah you that's know. true. Um, Shape of Water. And that brings us to Shape of Water. Guillermo del Toro finally realizing his dream of remaking the creature from the Black Lagoon. It's about a... What what it's, era it's, is this? Is it the 50s? I'm going to say 19... No. Is it a Cold War? No, 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 no. It's Cold, Cold War, War because 80s. there's one... No, it's no, not. It's, it's during JFK's presidency. It's, uh, it, the movie takes yeah. place during the week of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, you're so right. he's listening to the radio during JFK's speech yep. about it. It's about a woman who works at a secret government facility and who, a mute woman who works in a secret government facility who falls in love with a fish man. And that's mostly the movie. And is remarkably similar, similar to Abe Sapien. They yes. even enjoy the same snacks. It's, they even enjoy the same skinny person inside the suit. Yeah. Uh, kind of has a, reminds me of Beauty and the Beast. It is one hundred percent his Beauty and the yeah, Beast it's, movie. It's Beauty yep. and the Beast. He uh, wanted to make Beauty and the Beast before this came out with Emma Watson. That fell through. She ended up still making Beauty and the Beast, yep. and he ended up still making Beauty and the Beast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I look. This movie's fine. She is. Phenomenal. She is phenomenal. She should have won that that year for See, this. See, I, I yeah. love this movie. I think it's a great looking movie, and you know that the me, aesthetic is very and cool. it, and it feels um, very much like an older movie that it yeah, is. Like it is. It, yeah. it's it's with good cameras now and, and like modern cinematic techniques, but I just feel like the way that it's structured, the feel is is very old. And Michael size. Shannon plays the only character Michael Shannon plays, but yep. this is the best version. Yeah, of That's probably true. That. Crazy my, person, my, Michael Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> my my problem with this movie. I sometimes think it doesn't know what it wants to be. I mean, we do an episode on it, so if you want to go way back and listen to this, then you know, hear us riff on it then. But 
This movie has like 20 minutes that are just like a love letter to classic Hollywood. In right, it, right. Including a very strange dance number. Yep. I love the fucking dance <laughs> You I, would. Yeah. I hate it. Considering I usually hate shit like dance numbers, that's that's a pretty big I just, undertaking. I feel me. like if you're going to do a dance number with a dude in a fish man suit, go all the way. Uh-huh. And I don't feel like it goes quite there. I, if it was like supposed to be super bizarre and weird and different, great but again i feel like it's supposed to be more of his version of la la land than uh sure that but i don't know did we mention that it won oscar best picture yeah, yeah one best, best picture, um, picture. And i'm looking right now is that an upset or do we think that was the right play i mean there wasn't a lot of stuff that it was nominated that was great, great. I, I think i think it was the right pick yeah but so. yeah that, that brings us up to date he is in uh in talks i guess to make a pinocchio movie that that was listed on his imdb page i don't know if that's still true or but not. i would fucking dig it if he did he's been in talks it, to make a ton of things yeah so true that, he always in talks to make yeah. about 70 things and then he makes one thing correct yes. that is mostly the other thing that he's famous for is he's dropping out of projects that people are excited for him right. to producing work on. that or i think he's behind that are you afraid of the dark thing that dropped uh, yeah scary yeah. stories yeah to, to tell in the dark. dark yeah but yeah so that brings us up to the filmographies of both so now that we've we've gone all the way through who do we think is the better director oh, oh. I didn't see the gap, but I definitely Peter Jackson for me. I've seen way more of his movies, and I like them more. It's it's actually really difficult for me to say because uh, I I love the three Lord of the Rings movies, and I I really like King Kong, but I think I'm gonna go Guillermo del Toro. Hmm. Yeah. I'm a. Uh, it's funny because I feel like I uh, definitely I feel like Guillermo del Toro is more of the prestige choice. Don't get me wrong. The the guy is also like a, he's a beautiful cinema maker you know he makes yeah. great movies but i feel like peter jackson gets underrated for all the things that he did successfully and made it commercially successful that a lot of people can watch it and enjoy it um i don't know i'm gonna go peter jackson on this one i'm going guillermo definitely uh, oh, shit. I, I, I saw, oh. i've seen more of his movies on the list yeah um again visually he does cooler stuff i think and uh, you know i'm more of a visual person when it comes to movies also, you know, uh, I remembered halfway through the movie, one of the things I thought I liked about Peter Jackson, I actually liked about <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. So I think I'm going with him. I think I like, really, I don't, I haven't done a lot of Peter Jackson outside of Lord of the Rings, so maybe I just really like Lord of the Rings. But Lord of the Rings yeah. is most of his career. Yeah. It's a majority. And he did those really well. He's definitely, Guillermo del Toro is definitely more versatile. Because whenever we're going through this, Peter no, Jackson spent dis- a lot of time I in middle. I disagree. I disagree. Peter Jackson's much more. He's Guillermo del Toro has he's... a niche, and, and it, he yeah. he nails that. But like the Lo- Lovely Bones and Lord of the Rings could not be more different. Yeah, and King Kong. I mean, it's pretty just, different as well. Six I'm, movies in Middle Earth is what I meant by that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, that's a fair critique. But yeah, no. Guillermo del Toro did like a, you know, he's done two comic book movies. He's done like he, a... Blade. He's done three yeah. comic book yeah. movies. But Blade, Shane, is, Blade is a monster movie yeah. inside a comic universe. Yeah. I mean, a love so movie. is Hellboy, but... Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that, you say it. I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. He, he's one theme, but he's really good at that one yep. thing. Yep. We'll I, split down the middle. How, will, how does that sell? I will, say this, I will say this to Peter Jackson's defense. I think he's a better version of James Cameron, which is I'm going to invent a bunch of shit and I'm going to make one movie nine times mm-hmm. and uh like what is it weta weta whatever mm-hmm. it's called he like created a special effects studio to make lord of the rings that now makes everything right yep. you know same similar shit james cameron did for avatar but at least lord of the rings is good all right well we've got a split decision so i guess this one's going to the masses yeah uh, 
Please reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook or email at realphonies or at better than transformers at gmail.com. Let us know who you think is the better director and why. I'd love to know, honestly. Well, I mean, before we move on, which one of them do you think has the better beer? Oh, I'm going Peter Jackson. 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 Peter Jackson, totally. Guillermo's is off putting. Yeah, 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 I don't like it. It's a little wispy. Yeah, it doesn't look like it looks like a cloud around his face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, in in the both better than Transformers, definitely both, oh, yeah, both yeah, directors 100%. better than Transformers. <laughs> Although, well, I guess we could do bad directors one time. That might be fun. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be fun. But yeah, yeah, what have we been watching, guys? I've been watching, trying to get back into doing some TV shows because I haven't watched TV in so long. I did Fargo season three. I've done four episodes. Not as good as season one and season two. It's very samey as season one, especially. I'm I'm about to try to start watching the third yeah. season. I love the first two. Yeah, seasons. I so. mean, it's still. Better than anything else on right. TV. Uh, Ewan McGregor is great as right. both roles. And then David Lumen, I don't know his name from Harry Potter, is the villain. And he's awesome. He's so creepy. So highly, I would recommend it. But like I said, season one and season two are way better. If you haven't seen those, start there. Yeah. Um, and I've been playing Resident Evil 2 on Xbox One. The remake, scary as shit. Mm. Um, it's... Back to basic zombies, uh, your granddaddy zombies, you know, slow moving. So I'm like halfway through that. That's kind of been it. Cool. I heard that game sold as many copies in one week in the re-release as the original did its entire... That's crazy. Oh, shit. It's... Because every fucking human on Earth had that game when it came And it's great. It's the best way to do a remake in that, like, it's like it feels like a retro 90s game, but only in the best parts. And the graphics are fucking incredible. It's the best graphics I've ever seen. They'll do Nemesis if it does well, which I would love to. What systems, as someone who owns no systems, uh, does it? Xbox, you know, Xbox One and PS4. Right on. So... Uh, yeah, Critical Role, of course. Yep. I started reading First Man because I realized as much as I like the movies, I've read very few books about space exploration. So uh, I'm reading the book about Neil Armstrong. And I watched some things. I rewatched Incredibles 2. Fun movie. Good times. I still have my issues with it. It's just the plot is just so similar to the first film. The And then I watched a couple things with my wife this week that I well, The Edge of 17 mm. with Haley Steinfeld and Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson. That's really good. Hilarious in it. Um, Haley Steinfeld's pretty good. Um, if I had one complaint, it's the same plot of like all of those. Yeah, movies. it's a coming of age, but it, yeah. t- to me that one felt a little bit more heartfelt than some other ones. Yeah, it's, it connected it's, better. It's good, you know. Yeah. It's got she's. They're both very. Funny. Woody Harrelson is great. He's so funny. And then I again Haley Steinfeld. I watched Pitch Perfect three. Good for you. Uh, I like the first one. The second one is. Fine. The third one is atrocious. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but you know, it is what it is. Haley Steinfeld's True Grit, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I have also been watching my critical role. I'm very close to the end, but I got slowed down because my wife got me a PS4 and the new Spider Man game, Good which I've been playing quite a lot. I like it. I, I kind of don't love the, the movement mechanics just because they feel too easy. I would like I would like a little bit more challenge so I feel like I'm accomplishing something, but I feel like I can just hold one button and oh I'm yeah, doing yeah. fucking everything through the city. My favorite but, thing about that game was swinging through New York. Yeah, I mean it's, it's still so, it's still fun. It's, it's beautiful. So yeah. It's yeah. so it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first episode of the new season of Crashing, uh, Pete Holmes' show, yeah, yeah. which is 30 minutes on HBO. The first season's really good. It's got a bunch of a bunch of famous comedians and they all like they all do like different stand-up bits throughout it. And it's funny. 
But Pete Holmes' character is just getting more and more insufferable, and I'm having a harder time. I feel with that it. way about Pete Holmes. No, I, that's fair. Oh man, this is this is funny because halfway through you saying this, I I, I was gonna say, you know, Nips, you remind me of Pete Holmes. <laughs> that's so, fine. So I, I, I also get more insufferable. I, I also feel like I'm unlikable. <laughs> um, and I watched the Reign of the Superman movie, which just came oh, yeah, out yeah, like yeah. a week or two ago. I got it. I haven't got to watch it yet. It is crowded. Right. Um, I I really I really liked the uh, the death of Superman one they just did. It was the best one they had done in years. Yeah, because yeah. it, it really focused on like the personal drama, yeah. and then you know the Superman stuff was kind of second. And this one is it's just there's too many things going on. There's there's not enough to, for there to be like a satisfying conclusion. I it was fine. It was entertaining, well, but I didn't love it. Well, those DC uh, direct videos have always been up and down. But since Flashpoint, it's just been all down. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, my buddy Sam McLean had said that uh, Death of Superman was good. It's so really good. That up. And I liked it a lot, but I haven't got to watch this. That's like my favorite comic story, so maybe I need to check that yeah. out. It's a more concise version of that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, this is going to be pretty easy, have watched nothing. Cool. <laughs> I had, a, uh, I, I had uh, a bunch of homework I needed to do for a... Uh, band event that then fell through so i basically that's the worst yeah it's it fucking sucks i spent i was getting up at four in the morning and working on this shit till i left for work every day and now it's like having currency in a country that doesn't exist i've been Mm. there so uh so i've got nothing so i guess i will recommend uh showing a little bit of how the sausage is made there's a part of this podcast earlier that's going to be edited out but uh there's a zombie movie from like 20 years ago called Cemetery Man. I would recommend that. <laughs> I thought I thought one of the Peter Jackson movies was it, and it wasn't. It's but not. Cemetery Man is a pretty good movie. So there you go. Well, excellent. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, before we move on, I wanted to shout out to after our, our mismarketed movies uh, episode last week, we got a couple of responses of, of some ones that we did not mention. Uh, the first being Frozen, which the the trailer for Frozen, if you don't remember, was just Olaf and Sven like just fighting over a carrot on a frozen lake oh, yeah. and has nothing to do with any of the rest of the movie and is not in the movie. They're only they're the most adorable characters. But, That's I mean, if you're going to call that miss, then you'd also have to say that Ice Age was because Ice Age pulled that same Scrap. fucking trick. That's oh, a- I did watch Ice Age this week. <laughs> that animation has not, not aged well, well, no. One of the better ones. Thanks, Chris, for this. I, I can't believe we skipped it. Uh, Sucker Punch. Oh, you mean it was advertised like it was going to be awesome and then turned out to be total shit? Correct. <laughs> or that it was advertised that it was going to be a movie and then wasn't a movie? <laughs> Correct. Oscar Isaacs is good in that movie. Yeah. I, yeah. It, 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 I was go- thinking it was going to be like a Requiem for a Dream. And well, they, they show, anything but. They, they show you all these like insane action things, and you're just like, how does this make sense? It doesn't. That's right. how it is. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I would love to play the video game in between those cut scenes but it doesn't exist yeah um so so thanks chris and ashley for sending those in uh if you want to reach us for any for your opinions on peter jackson guillermo del toro who's the better director you can reach us at better than transformers at gmail.com you can also follow us on facebook and twitter at real phonies uh what's on the schedule for next week i have to look it up and i can't something's going on next week uh thank you to zach evans for art and brian velasquez for our theme and we'll see you guys next week